0: Hi, this is Jovi. This is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime, Bed stories. crime stories. This is a true crime podcast, <laughs> weekly true crime podcast, <laughs> where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. This is a podcast. <laughs> Just FYI, in case you didn't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, <sighs> episode 102, you would think we'd have it down by now.
0: We do. Hi, podcast time. <laughs> you're here with us because podcast. <laughs> oh Oh, man
1: that was wonderful yeah that was was good i appreciated that
0: (laughs) so i remembered the show that i watched that i was excited to share with everybody and forgot about last week did you what is it yes it is called the murders before the marathon oh and it is on hulu Mm. and it's really fucking good so what happened was basically (laughs) just about i want to say maybe like nine months ish or so prior to the boston marathon bombings Mm, there was mm -hmm. a triple homicide in massachusetts oh turns out one of the prime suspects in the triple homicide was one of the brothers who perpetrated the boston marathon bombing stop it yes now it is not proven that he 100% is the murderer of these three guys in Massachusetts. Right. However, there is lots of evidence pointing to him and an accomplice, not his younger brother who was his accomplice in the bombing, Mm -hmm. but him and this other dude being accomplices in this triple homicide.
1: No shit.
0: Yes. And basically the show posits the question if they would have solved this triple murder, could they have prevented the Boston Marathon bombing from happening?
1: Oh, like a butterfly effect kind of a thing. Correct. Oh, shit. How was that? It was really good.
0: Nice. So the girl who's like the main subject, she's a um, investigative journalist, and she happens to have been friends with one of the victims of the triple homicide. Okay. Okay. So she got like super into trying to investigate on her own
1: Mm -hmm. what was
0: going on with this. And she was the one who kind of started to peel the onion and realize that like, there's a really good chance that Tamerlan Zernayev was the one who possibly was involved in the murders. Oh, shit. She is, I mean, obviously brilliantly smart, good journalist, whatever. But like listening to her speak, um, I don't want to say she was annoying. She wasn't annoying. That's not the correct way that I want to say it. She sounded uh, like way highly scripted. Oh, and that okay. frustrated me because I know it's like her story, just tell the story. Yeah. So, like, it was that was kind of frustrating me, but the story was fantastic. Okay. And it was, I couldn't, I could not peel myself away from watching it.
1: I'll have to add that to my ever growing list of things that I need to watch. Holy it shit. Really
0: good. It was really good. Okay. Only three episodes. Okay. I 3 one hour that. long episodes mm-hmm. on the Hulu. On the Hulu, the it Hulu was hoop. fantastic.
1: Okay, yeah, I will watch it. It was really good. You know what else I want to watch, but I don't mm. have the streaming service.
0: Mm.
1: Army Hammer, that that documentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you see it yet?
0: I haven't. House of Hammer. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I
1: want to watch it so bad, so bad. It looks so good. It
0: does look good. I haven't watched it yet.
1: That is that is also on my list. So now I have four things that I need to watch.
0: Yes. Um I also am almost finished reading the Jeanette McCurdy book. I am glad my mom died.
1: Nice. I didn't start that yet either. God damn it. I'm way behind. It's
0: so good. I like am blowing through it and nice. you cannot find a hard copy of that book.
1: Yeah, I, I had it. to
0: yeah, I had to buy it on Kindle because I could not find a copy of that book anywhere. Yeah.
1: I actually after you sent me the link for the re- the red table
0: Round Mm -hmm. table, red table, red table Mm
1: -hmm. and watching and hearing her speak. And just, I was like, and bye. Okay. (laughs) Like it didn't take, it didn't take long. So I'm, I'm very excited to read that. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the middle of reading another book, but I'm, I, I can read two separate books at the same time as long as they're completely removed. Like I'm reading a book about a detective whose sister got kidnapped and other things are going on around it. So I think I could separate that from her book. So I'd Yeah,
0: be- it's like real dark, um, mm-hmm. but she also has like such a cool voice that it takes you. Um, she she'll like throw in a little bit of humor mm-hmm. to kind of like knock the sad out of you for just a second. Yeah, uh, but it's real dark, and God, she left le- lived a really fucked up childhood.
1: That's sad. That's that poor really kid, sad. man. Yeah,
0: real wow. fucked
1: up. Wow. Well. I I have a feeling on the cruise I'm gonna be doing a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. So I will absolutely knock that out.
0: Yeah. And it's an easy read. Like each chapter is only like three pages long. Nice. I love that that's even better. Yeah, it's great. It's really good.
1: (laughs) Nice. (sighs) So yeah. But yeah.
0: Murder before the
1: marathon. (laughs) Watch it. I will. (laughs) I will watch it. I don't think I have anything else to add, do you? Uh, I do not. All right. So then why don't we kick off this episode with our bed crime story? Charlie, what are you telling us today?
0: Excellent. Well, my (laughs) friends, um, I am telling you all the story of the murder of Garnet Spears. Now, this is one that I have never heard of before. And apparently, uh, apparently, to quote (laughs) Wendy Williams, uh, apparently, there was video That they used in the trial of the perpetrator. Mm. I don't want to give too much away, even though, like, the first sentence we'll give away (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, is like, going all over TikTok, all of a sudden went like super viral because Investigation Discovery is coming out with a uh, thing about it. Mm. Documentary. Mm -hmm. Why can't I speak? Oh my God. Uh, A documentary about it. And they posted the video on their TikTok. So it like went insane. And that's how I saw it. I'm like, what the bleep is this? So then I read about it. I'm like, holy damn. So. all right. The murder of Garnett Spears. I have technically only two sources and then two references just to fact check.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So my first source Is a journal news long form article by Sean Cohen and Peter Kramer called losing Garnet the great. Um, And then there is a CBS news report from an episode of 48 hours Mm. titled a mother accused by Troy Roberts. Now I also had for reference, just to fact check a couple of things that I didn't quite know what they were um waldorfeducation.org and fellowshipcommunity.org and we find out what what that is very quickly
1: okay i was gonna say i've never heard of either one of those
0: yeah exactly so okay as five-year-old garnett spears lay dying in westchester medical center in valhalla new york his mother posted photos on her facebook page of the little boy in his final hours of course she did 26-year-old Lacey Spears created a blog and would often post to social media to share the struggles her son Garnett experienced with his health throughout the entirety of his very short life. Mm. Lacey Spears was born and raised in Decatur, Alabama, and was living there when she became pregnant with Garnett when she was only 20 years old. Okay. Okay for a brief time um she actually moved to florida for a little bit to live with her grandmother and have some support in raising garnet and then not long after moving to florida she did relocate one last time with garnet to a commune in new york called the fellowship which was located in chestnut ridge new york so upstate Okay. So the fellowship community was founded in the 60s as a self-sufficient community whose goal was to provide care for the elderly among the group. So it's basically like this okay. insular. It's like this insular community that's very self-sufficient. They like live off the land. They farm their own land. Um, they live in like dormitories with all generations of people, and it's like a, a village to raise a child type of a okay. setting. Yeah, Plus yeah, yeah. the the goal is to provide care for the elderly among the group. So as they age out the younger people come in and then care for the elderly and it's like a consistent cycle.
1: i i kind of dig that like yeah
0: I, I it's I very like hippy dippy crunchy but it's yeah it's a little woo woo but it's it's cool
1: yeah and honestly when you said the fellowship that's why i was like tell me it's a cult because it kind of
0: it's, it's not <laughs> it, it has it's the name not. of like what yes. i would imagine to be. it's a like cult, so. cult cult adjacent but diet it's like diet cult adjacent <laughs> we give with that okay i'm gonna
1: diet (laughs) cold.
0: i like that i think it's a good explanation i
1: you know what i dig it i dig it we'll go with that
0: (laughs) once at the fellowship Lacey started to tell stories about garnet's father who was a police officer named blake who died in a car accident Mm -hmm. she had written a blog post dedicated to the memory of blake on september 18th 2012 she wrote quote We have together survived nearly 365 days, a complete year without Blake, my soulmate and Garnet's daddy. This past year has been the hardest year of my life. Mm. But her friends back home in Alabama were very confused. They had never met or heard of anyone named Blake because by all accounts, Blake didn't exist. Oh. Yes. So. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Garnett's father was a man in Decatur named Chris Hill who befriended Lacey when he met her at their apartment complex. They both lived in the same apartment complex. Got it. Got it. In 2008, Chris lived directly below Lacey in the Cedar Key Apartments in Decatur. Now, before they actually met, Chris used to call her the predator because she was always incredibly quiet and kind of like walk around with no facial expression, just like, Oh, that's creepy. Very cold, right? He actually described her demeanor as cold and antisocial. She's like, whatever. Okay. One afternoon, Lacey knocks on Chris's door, asking him to help her put together a child's crib. During this period, Lacey was caring for a little boy named Jonathan Strain, who was the baby of one of her friends. And he would often keep him overnight. So she had the crib at the house. So that way she took care of the baby. not a big issue. Yeah but she also would tell friends that John, John was her own child.
1: Okay. That's, that's creepy.
0: So Chris Hell says I started putting it together. And while she, when she started asking me personal questions, I think that she was lonely. I hadn't seen anyone go up to her apartment in some time. And I just figured she needed attention. And in the days that followed attention grew into them having Mm -hmm. a sexual relationship Chris called it neighbors with benefits.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) he's not wrong, though. (laughs) It's nothing if not convenient. Exactly. You know, exactly. Come and knock on our door. Okay. So
0: (laughs) the relationship lasts a couple of months. Lacey was the one who breaks it off. But soon after they break up, she tells Chris that she's pregnant. Oi. They talk about marriage. They even start looking at baby books to try and figure out what they want to name their baby. But Chris says out of nowhere, her entire attitude towards towards him changes. He says, quote, she went from wanting to be married to me to saying he's not your kid. Oh, shit. Like on a dime. He said that he has no idea how this happened. Just immediately on a dime, completely flipped his attitude. And this is the first hint that we have that Lacey was going to make sure she had garnet all to herself.
1: I mean, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Chris maintains that he'd never met Garnet after he was born, even though he still lived right below them. Stop it. Mm-hmm. The only way he even knew how the, what the boy looked like was when he would see them coming and going from the apartment.
1: That's so sad. Mm-hmm.
0: He says, quote, we had already, already split up and she was saying he wasn't mine and to leave her alone. I only saw her and him when she would get out of her car to walk upstairs. I would hear the car door shut. I'd hear him cry. Then I would look out my window to try and get a look at him.
1: Oh, that's kind of really heartbreaking.'t that awful? That's terrible. So he didn't even awful. have a chance nope. to to meet to see his son nope. to actually spend time with his son. Oh gosh.
0: Nope. And actually in the article that I read, um, I didn't put it in here and was really sad. It was actually how the article started. Mm. Chris didn't know his son was even sick until he learned from a friend that Lacey had posted on Facebook that he was on life support so he friend requests her and it took her like a week to finally add him on facebook and he wound up putting like this really sad post on his facebook like this is my little boy i've never met him but i'm gonna live with this until the day i die like it's heartbreaking heartbreaking that's terrible that's absolutely terrible yeah Uh uh-huh wow wow chris even states that Lacey would threaten to call the police if he didn't keep his distance how could he keep his distance he lives literally directly right. below your feet
1: exactly like but he's okay. staying in his living quarters mm-hmm. like he's not trying to you know barge mm-hmm. into your apartment by knocking down the door
0: yeah though he kind of had every right to do so but um, whatever yes i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. not long after garnet was born Lacey starts mommy blogging oh god and she's writing about the many struggles that he's had, he's having with his health from the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Just weeks before his first birthday, she tweets that he's in the hospital for the 23rd time. What? Yeah. What's
1: so by the time he's with? one,
0: by the time he's one, he's already in the hospital 23 times. Good lord. At one month old, he has surgery to correct what Lacey tells friends was acid reflux. Lacey said he would go days without eating and couldn't keep food down. Mm so all these like digestion stomach issues okay ginger dabs anderson who was a former nurse at decatur general hospital befriended lacy so she could help care for garnet okay when she first meets lacy when garnet's only six months old she starts to already see the beginning of like many many red flags oh boy ginger recalls quote she said he was throwing up everything. I took him to the nurse's desk with his IV and everything, and I fed him. I kept him there for two hours because that's how long it takes to digest. He did not throw up once.
1: Oh, I think I see what's going on here. Oh, my God. The, okay. nurses,
0: the nurses show Lacey how to feed him, go slow, hold him upright. But she keeps telling all these different nurses he keeps throwing up. He can't keep anything down. Ginger eventually shares with investigators when it comes time for them, <laughs> that, that yeah. she would, she felt as though Lacey herself would put Garnet at risk. Um, she said that she and other medical sta- staff grew suspicious of Lacey's claims during repeated visits that he couldn't digest food. One of them reported her to state social services, but no official report is on file. And I'll explain why there's no official report okay. on file in just a second.
1: That was my next question. So yes. thank you for I'll, I'll tell you why that. there's not. And it, <laughs>
0: honestly, they're like the I get it. I kind of get why. Okay. I don't blame them. I blame who should be reporting to them. Gotcha. 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 Um, Ginger said she once witnessed w- Lacey lose her temper and hold her son's head underwater in the bathtub. Stop. When she saw this, she says she jumps on Lacey, grabs Garnet and briefly took him out of the house. Uh. And she said she just dismissed it as she's a frustrated young mother. And she, cause at that point she had never seen him, her be violent towards him. Oh, okay. That was like oh, the first mm. incident of violence. Okay. My whole thing is that combined with the other stuff. Now I'm not blaming this woman, but I'm just saying like that combined with the other stuff Mm -hmm. probably would make me more unsettled, Mm -hmm. but I also can kind of understand, like, that's not where you want your brain to go. Who would ever think that a mother would do that to their kid? Correct. Correct. (laughs) Ask Jeanette McCurdy, I guess, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) So, okay. She came in, uh, where am I? Ginger says, quote, she came in one time. I wasn't there that day. And she said she was stressed out, couldn't deal with stuff. She said she didn't know what to do with him, said he wouldn't eat and would just cry. So they admitted Garnet to the hospital and they called DHR, which is the Department of Human Services. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what they were going to do. We just thought they needed to be involved and we felt more comfortable knowing someone else was watching. Okay. Now, Barry Spear, who is who, seriously, with all these Spear last names, Barry Spear, who's a Department of Human Services spokesman, says there's no record of a case being open regarding Garnet Spears, because if the hospital calls without citing a specific instance of abuse or neglect, they can offer support services but not open an investigation.
1: Oh, so that's okay.
0: I so got you. Likely, mm-hmm. they referred the their third party services to the family Mm -hmm. um he's said one group that they work with parents and children together or packed, uh offers parenting classes but neither but they wouldn't confirm or deny providing services to lacy so the spokesman continues to say that garnet spears appears just once in department records on june 20th 2009 DHR received a call from the Morgan County Health Department reporting that Garnet and Lacey Spears were en route from Decatur General Hospital to the Children's Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama. The call log reads: quote, Child en route to hospital with bleeding from eyes, nose, mouth, and ears. How? <laughs> For real. Like what? Yes. So DHR fields the call and logs it, but don't, they don't follow up because neither hospital files a report of suspected abuse or neglect.
1: Oh my God.
0: And he says, barring such a a written report, the agency has no role in pursuing the matter. They can't step in if there's nobody telling them to step in. Right. Somebody has to report to them before they can do it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. On one of the dozens of hospital visits, Ginger said, Lacey tried to convince, convince medical staff that Garnet had thrown up by pointing to a wet spot on the hospital sheets, but it turned out to just be water. Lacey would tell medical staff that the boy couldn't eat and ask them to surgically implant a feeding tube that would allow her to feed him without, having, without him having to swallow. They declined, saying that he ate well under their care and was able to keep food down. She got pissed. She took him to another hospital and they implanted the tube.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: <sighs> yeah. Ginger says, quote, I'm a nurse and I've been around Garnet. I didn't think the feeding tube was necessary because when he was with me, he ate formula or baby food or solid food. He didn't have a problem with throwing up. Unreal. Several of the emergency room visits went beyond feeding issues. Ginger said that on top of these digestion concerns apparently that Lacey had, he also would get severe ear infections. She said it got so bad he wound up with a staph infection in his ear.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah, that's like a blood fucking infection in your ear. Yes,
1: that's a serious infection.
0: You have to let an infection get bad enough for it to go to your blood. What is wrong with this woman? Uh Mm. So... A woman named Autumn Hunt, who was the mother of the boy, John, John, that she said was her kid, but wasn't her kid. Right, right, right. Autumn Hunt um, remembers that Lacey would bring Garnet to the hospital with ear infections and digestive problems. But she recalled Lacey being upset when the hospital held Garnet overnight and wouldn't let her sleep over. Quote, they wanted to see if he had the same symptoms without Lacey oh shit mm-hmm. but autumn never heard what the outcome was and she doesn't know what conclusions were drawn after the overnight stay very interesting very interesting mm. Gar- uh Garnet would also spend overnights at ginger's home so not only was she a nurse she would also care for him as well so you know mm-hmm. He would, she would take him back to the house. She would babysit him, take him for over a weekend. She said when he would get older, she would sit him right down at the dinner table and he would eat with them. Whatever they were eating, he would eat. Potatoes, fried okra, like, and eat it and keep it down. She said the one time they were out and about, he was hungry, so she went to McDonald's and got him a happy meal. He ate the entire thing. But Ginger said that Lacey had a fit when she saw that he ate a happy meal because she didn't approve of fast food. (laughs)
1: or maybe just him eating at all apparently correct
0: Correct. wow in a facebook post on june 28th 2012 lacy seems to address that someone may have been questioning her actions as a parent i mean
1: as they should
0: yeah so Garnet was only three and a half when she writes this quote no sorry hold on i get (laughs) mad i get mad
1: (laughs) breathe charlie breathe
0: i get mad Quote, no, my child does not eat off plastic, have his food cooked in a microwave, play with plastic toys that light up and talk. He isn't vaccinated, doesn't follow Western medicine. No, I won't take his pacifier until he is ready to let it go. At the end of the day, he is loved, nurtured, thriving, happy and always put first.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. And of (laughs) course, all of her like mommy blogger. People are all like, that's right, honey. You tell them. You tell them. uh Uh-huh.
1: Yep. Whatever. I tell you, I sometimes, sometimes I swear
0: being a mother is a cult. I'm telling you what, man, (sighs) because not for me, not my journey, not my life. No, I will tell you, believe me, I will never judge what a mother does because I am not one and I choose not to be, but I will tell you what this that's fucking ridiculous. I agreed agreed ridiculous
1: absolutely Mm -hmm. wow wow Mm -hmm. what's wrong with people playing with plastic toys and eating food from the microwave like i don't understand i live off of food in the microwave like
0: hi welcome to my life who cares oh and i love that she talks Mm -hmm. my my child does not eat off plastic but you you had a feeding tube injected in Mm -hmm. him he's had a gun he's had how many ivs Mm -hmm. guess what all of that stuff is made out of plastic fucking plastic what an idiot what a dumb bitch. And you don't follow Western medicine, but you're in the hospital every other week Yep. to puff up his medical records so you can get care that he doesn't need.
1: Correct. Correct. So I'm sorry, honey, you do believe in Western medicine because guess what? You're using it. Yeah.
0: Well, oh my God. Apparently. Well, whatever. Okay. Never mind. I'm getting angry. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> so Facebook, of course, gives Lacey a platform and of course validation for all of her parenting choices. hmm. A friend of hers from Decatur, Riley Vaughn says, quote, all of a sudden, she was talking about when Garrett Garnet was sick. I keep saying Garrett. It looks you like do. Garrett, but it's Garnet. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden. She was talking about when Garnett was sick, she didn't believe in antibiotics. She didn't want to take him to the doctor that she believed in holistic medicine. You could kind of tell she was getting him the help he needed if he really was sick as she claimed he was. Oh, hold on. You can kind of tell she wasn't getting him the help he needed if he really was as sick as she claimed he was.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I figured as much since you started explaining this. So yeah, yeah, I'm on the same page. Yeah.
0: During the brief time that Lacey and Garnett were living with her grandmother in Clearwater, Florida, (laughs) they seemed to actually thrive here because not only was she, she had the support of her grandmother, she also started to like uh, have the support of her grandmother's neighbors. And again, she kind of like created that tribe around her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she started also like babysitting other people's kids. And there seemed to like be a good vibe happening down here. And it was while she was here, she was told from one of these neighbors, she babysat the kids for about Waldorf education centers. So Waldorf education schools are schools that place value on integrating the arts into all curriculum. And it focuses on students' unique abilities. So a direct quote from their website is, quote, music, dance, and theater, writing, literature, legends, and myths are not simply subjects to be read about and tested. They are experienced. Through these experience, Waldorf students cultivate their intellectual, emotional, physical, and spiritual capacities to be individuals certain of their paths and to be of service to the world. Okay. So, it's, again, kind of hippy dippy, kind of crunchy, yeah, kind of like Montessori it. schooly, yeah, like you know, uh, beanbag chairs instead of desks, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, but you know, I, we walk I, around barefoot and paint <laughs> our faces, that kind of thing. You
1: know? but i i dig it though that they're not like you can't you can't learn this stuff while in school it's just history math this that and the other thing like i i can appreciate that yeah but it is a little hippie yeah
0: it's a little hippie dippy. I mean, yeah and of course because Lacey is very like holistic crunchy mm-hmm. this seemed kind of right up her alley
1: i like that you keep describing things as crunchy crunchy
0: right like it's <laughs> it's like uh what is it like uh they eat a lot of
1: Crunchiness. Real mix. I
0: don't know. <laughs> Fucking trail mix. I don't know. Granola. Granola. Right? Crunchy. That's like a thing. That's what you call it. It's crunchy. I'm making that up. No,
1: I know. But it's just, it's just <laughs> funny. It's just. I like it. I like it's granola, it. Granola. All right. <laughs> they, have, they have crunchy food. No, I'm going to call everything crunchy. Twigs now. and berries. They like
0: to eat twigs and berries. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Hippies eat twigs and berries. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, The pre-K to grade 12 Green Meadow Waldorf School in Chestnut Ridge, New York is one of more than 900 Waldorf schools worldwide. But what sets it apart from other Waldorf schools is that it sits on a 140 acre property that includes the Sunbridge Institute, which is an educated education training center for adults. So you can go to this Sunbridge Institute and learn how to be a Waldorf teacher. Oh, Wow. A natural food co-op, mm. which I bet they sell twigs and berries. I was just saying turkey too. <laughs> granola, oats, uh-huh. wheat, barley. They're basically horses. I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> that's awful. I'm not, I'm actually a little bit of a hippie. Like I'm actually not making fun of this. It's just I'm making jokes. Uh, and also included on the property is the fellowship. So, this is how she gets involved in this commune that I talked gotcha. about. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. And there's an emphasis on community among generations. So, again, that it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Her acquaintance in Florida tells Lacey that if she was a single mother, she probably would have wound up in a community like Fellowship. And Lacey really did like the idea of having a village to help raise Garnet. Yeah. I think another part too is her grandmother was probably getting a little older. She wanted to be around people, more kids, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of, I'm trying to pretend that that, or kind of get in her mind frame, which.
1: I, I mean, do you really want to <laughs> be though? Do, do scary you place to be?
0: really want to be? scary place to be. If we're going to believe Lacey's posts on her blogs and in Facebook, the move was exactly what the two of them needed. That October, she posts a video of Garnett on his first day of school. He was this picture. So fucking cute. This little blonde, little goober, this big old goofy smile in front of the chalkboard. It's like, my favorite color is red. My favorite Aww. food is bananas. Like fucking adorbs. Mm-hmm. Fellowship residents say they were incredibly confused as to why Garnett had a feeding tube because they saw him eat solid food through his mouth. He seemed to have a good appetite when he ate in the community dining hall. And on the surface, he came off as lively and energetic, so much so that people at the fellowship would think that he was a perfectly healthy child had Lacey not told them otherwise.
1: Probably because he was a perfectly healthy child just though. just just saying
0: <laughs> for real though one resident said quote he had runny noses a fever every once in a while but nothing unusual most of the time he'd be bouncing around the house and happy Aww. the only time this person could recall garnett going to the hospital was when he was experiencing problems with the feeding tube so it was moving you know moving or mm-hmm. it would hurt him or Ooh, whatever oh. Right? yeah Ooh. oh yeah that's a big old no thanks for me um
1: talking from experience they are not comfortable Mm -mm. and when they have to take it out or replace it it fucking hurts Mm -hmm. it hurts and like because you know what i'm not gonna get graphic but and all i can
0: remember is the scene in the act the one that's about uh gypsy rose blanchard yeah where the mother uh blends up a McDonald's meal and puts it in her feeding of t- like oh that's so gut roadie Yeah. Mm-mm. <clears throat> Lacey's coworkers would say that Lacey could be petty and childish. Quote, she seemed to want to turn people against each other to create controversy and create conflict and drama in order to get her way. She would tell pe- yeah she would tell people we said things about somebody else and create a vicious cycle <laughs> there would also be times where she completely tune out and ignore people a different co-worker described Lacey as kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> i'm Which, sensing a trend yes um they said like she's very typical of a girl from the south like yes ma'am no ma'am that type of a thing and this person says but the kid was so cute that people overlook things about her so like we love garnet so much that we'll deal with the fact that his mom is a fucking weirdo
1: got it okay yeah. okay
0: we are now at the beginning of the year 2014 okay, okay? so garnet is five and as the new year begins he appears as happy and healthy as he's ever been at least if we go by the blog and facebook posts from Lacey. On okay. um, January 11th, 2014, Lacey posts a fi- a picture, a photo feature,
1: yeah, photo- Lacey,
0: <laughs> Lacey posts a photo titled Breakfast by Candlelight, uh, where Garnet is sitting in the photo with candles on the table and he's eating pancakes. Okay. Right. The very next day after this post was made, Garnet's health is reportedly or garnett's health is being reported to her followers on facebook as in a very steep decline first he supposedly has the flu then he's having seizures and then all of a sudden he's on and off breathing tubes did she poison the pancakes like i i am so what yeah garnett was an, admitted to new york's nyack hospital with seizure-like symptoms a video EEG was set up using a special cap on his head, wired to a machine that monitors brain activity. Meanwhile, with Lacey's consent, a camera recorded Garnet in the room to capture any seizures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Lacey remained by her son's side. Things seemed normal when he needed to, she would take him to the bathroom. Everything's seeming okay. But after two days of being admitted, he takes a turn from the worst. He has awful stomach pains and issues tests show that garnet's sodium level which normally or which is normal around 138 and that's what it was at when he was admitted Mm -hmm. was now at 182 a dangerously high level which if not treated and lowered could lead to death
1: how did he get so high
0: nyack (laughs) nyack hospital decides that his best chance for recovery you got to send him to the children's hospital to that specializes in like the care of children right obviously because they're a children's hospital (laughs) charlie you're a dumbass (laughs) charlie you're dumb okay everybody knows that that's why you would go to a children's hospital Mm -hmm, mm you big daft dummy (laughs) so crunchy i'm crunchy my brain is crunchy after a week of work that's what's happening so the nurses doctors at Nyack hospital call the Westchester Medical Center where the children's hospital is and over the phone they kind of fill them in on Garnet's condition and the doctor at Westchester Medical is shocked when they hear about his sodium level so they fly him on January 19th from Nyack to Westchester Medical Center and he's admitted immediately to the Maria Ferrari Children's Hospital pediatric intensive care unit wow. he's immediately in the kids ICU Doctors begin working on Garnet and through IV, IV treatment, they're able to bring his sodium level down. It took about a day for that to happen. Okay. The recovery, however, lasts less than 24 hours. The high sodium levels caused his brain to swell. <gasps> and two days after being admitted to children's hospital, he is brain dead and on life support. No. Yeah. Lacey post the picture of Garnet. With the caption, "quote I don't know what's happening. This is my five-year-old son on life support."
1: Oh my god!
0: Doctors can't figure out how his sodium level had gotten so high unless someone had given him salt. And of course, the doctors suspect it's Lacey Spears.
1: Did she put a bunch of salt in the pancakes? Because that was was that like? (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Am I getting ahead of myself? You're getting a little ahead of yourself. And the
0: the pancakes, not. The culprit.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm it's sorry. okay. It's okay. It's okay.
0: <clears throat> the thought of this being a death by a loving mother was difficult to swallow, but we didn't have a whole lot of time to dwell on that, said Detective Carfe. He's leading the investigation, this Detective carfee Um, along with Ramapo detectives Kurt Budnick and Greg Dunn. Okay, they immediately start to investigate what happened with Garnet. Carfi focuses on what happened at the hospital while Budnick and Dunn immediately get a search warrant for Lacey's apartment. Um, The two of them note and says that it seems strange that when they walk in, there's four or five medicines in the kitchenette table behind a can of salt. Oh, Detective Dunn says, quote, when first caught, what first caught my eye was in the middle of the living room uh, area, was an IV type pole with a substance hanging from it, kind of unusual. And I looked at him, meaning the other detective that was with him, and said, you know, she told me she was breastfeeding and that looks like breast milk in the bags. So they didn't take it right away. They also noticed a similar looking bag in the garbage and decide to leave it as well, again, thinking that this is breast milk. Yeah. But they did take more than 150 other items, ranging from food, salt containers, holistic medicines, vitamins, syringes, and tubes. The following day, detectives show up at the hospital to interview Lacey. Now, Lacey is compliant to the interview. Okay. In the meantime, a neighbor at the fellowship named Valerie Plouch, Plouch, Plouch. Plouch. that's what we call it <laughs> okay valerie a neighbor of the fellowship says quote i heard that garnett was brain dead and it just was so completely devastating she said that she wanted to help lacy as much as she could so she was in contact with her throughout the day quote she asked me to go to her apartment and take the feeding bag off the stand and dispose of it Valerie says she didn't ask why Lacey told her to do this. She said that she herself was in a, such an emotional state that she just kind of wanted to do what this woman wanted her to do. She was so upset that this kid was so sick, obviously, right? because right. now they're all getting to know each other so much. They're part of this little community. I think Correct. she was there for like the last two and a half years of this little boy's life. Yeah. So they got to like, know this little boy, you know, mm-hmm. she says, I would have done anything because I was in such sympathy over the situation that she was losing her child. Of course, Lacey maintains that she didn't ask Valerie to go to the apartment and remove anything, but of she course. does admit to asking her to go and see what the police had been there doing. Okay. Two days after Garnett's brain swelled from the effects of high sodium, he was taken off life support and he was officially declared dead.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah. So police start, re- start focusing in on the investigation. And lab results come back. The feeding bags were taken and tested from the apartment. And they both revealed high levels of sodium. Wow. Each bag had the equivalent of at least 69 small salt packets. What? Yeah.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Ten weeks after Garnett's death, the coroner ruled it a homicide. Lacey was the only suspect. You think? Law enforce yeah, law enforcement <laughs> began looking into Lacey's past. So they contact a man named Johnny Coker, who was an investigator with the DA's office in Decatur, Alabama. Mm-hmm. In the investigation, Coker find finds doctors who were suspicious about Lacey from the very beginning. Mm. Qu- quote, five weeks into his life, one of the doctors documented in the medical record that it was possible Munchausen by proxy. Oh, uh, yep five weeks, five weeks. And already we're suspecting that this is the thing. Wow. Wow. Fortunately, suspicion does not get acted upon. Neither did any other irregularities that show up in the medical investigation. There was a medical report that noted that Lacey said she wanted to harm him. There was one that said that Garnet suffered bleeding from the eyes and ears with no known medical explanation and a report at 10 weeks old of unexplained high sodium levels. 10 weeks. Uh. Wow. So she was doing this all his life. Literally from basically the first weeks that he was born. Wow. Five months after Garnet died, Lacey is charged. And held without bail for the murder in the second degree and for first degree manslaughter. Mm -hmm. In February of 2015, the prosecution and defense put on their case in Lacey Spears' trial for the murder of her five year old son, Garnet. Quote The evidence will show and convince you that this defendant took her son into the bathroom and poisoned him with salt in his G tube, his feeding tube.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You will see what she does, Westchester County Assistant District Attorney Doreen Lloyd told the court in her opening statement. Wow. The prosecution set out to prove this by playing the video recorded at the hospital at the <gasps> Nyack hospital. Cause there was the camera going.
1: Oh shit. Yeah.
0: They posed that when Lacey was taking Garnet to the restroom, she poisoned him with salt on two occasions through his feeding tube. The video from the hospital, like I said, intended to record, to record possible seizures yes. is p- crucial. The video shows him being him just like being healthy, being perfectly fine.
1: Yeah.
0: He becomes sick though. Like his sickness peaks after two bathroom visits, specifically one in the morning after he goes to the bathroom, comes back, he appears uncomfortable and he requires the attention of the nurse. Mm -hmm. And then later the same day, about 30 minutes after a bathroom trip, he starts gagging and thrashing. Soon after that, he stops breathing and has to be intubated. And that's when the blood work shows his sodium level soared without any medical explanation.
1: Oh my god!
0: In five hours, it went from one forty four to one eighty two. And oh every god. every doctor who testified agreed that that cannot happen naturally.
1: I'm literally mm-hmm. speechless. Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> one month after Lacey Spears's trial begins, on the third day after the case went to the jury. A verdict is reached. She is guilty of depraved indifference, murder of a child. Wow. That was the verdict. In April 2015, she's sentenced and the judge states in his statement something that up to that point had not been brought up in the trial. He says, quote, one does not have to be a psychologist to realize you suffer from a mental illness known as Munchausen by proxy. Mm -hmm. Judge Robert Neary addressed Spear. My dog's standing behind me. She keeps shaking and jingling you done she's presenting her butthole to you you she is i see i see weird ass dog (laughs) all right shaky shaky you got it shaky shaky all right relax um now the reason why munchausen by proxy was ah, munchausen by proxy was not brought up (laughs) now she's scratching her neck are you good she really wants your attention. Yeah, she's like, I'm just going to stand here and jingle for a while until you're done. You get, Is it almost I, food time? It is. It's uh, literally three minutes till food time. There you why go. You, why don't you just, just relax? I'm almost done. I'm on the last page. Okay. <laughs> she, she's back. She's down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, the reason why Munchausen by proxy was not brought up in the trial is because the only side of the argument that can bring up a mental illness is the defense Mm. so the prosecution can't accuse Mm -hmm. and the defense doesn't want to bring up munchausen by proxy because then it makes it seem like she is guilty
1: correct
0: that she did it yeah right he gives her a sentence of 20 years to life i know (laughs) awful 20 years that's it i know
1: I hope, well, I was going to say, I hope they're leaning more towards the life than the 20 years.
0: Judge Neary continues, quote, do you even realize the magnitude of your crime? By not imposing the maximum sentence, I'm combining punishment with something that you really didn't exhibit towards your son. Mercy. Ho, 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 ho. Boom.
1: Uh-huh. Lacey job.
0: Spears will be eligible for parole in 2034. She will be only 46 years old wow she maintains her innocence she says that she had she did nothing of the sort she implies to um the dude from 48 hours that uh-huh. she was basically uh framed that she didn't put the salt in the feeding bag so she has no idea how that got there wow um now they <laughs> wow yeah there was question of uh I don't want to say evidence tampering. It's what is it called when it's um, chain of command mm-hmm. that the chain of command of those feeding bags were broken because of the fact that that woman went into the house and moved it. From oh, the, right, um, right, 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 right. Moved right. it from the pole to like buy the garbage or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: So because of that, that the chain of command had been broken. I don't think chain of command is even the correct chain of possession i don't fucking whatever the fuck the chain the chain was broken basically Mm -hmm. that between when the cops saw the bags in the first place to when they actually were brought into evidence it had been tampered with that somebody else had handled Mm -hmm. them so you can't claim that you can't claim that they were that it was untampered with or whatever yeah yeah so she is maintaining that in that time somebody put the salt in those feeding tubes or in the bags And was not her, that she said it wasn't her. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then her lawyer says every single time she went into the bathroom with her son in Nyack, she kept the door open. Do you really think that she would do something so nefarious with the door still open that anyone could have walked in? Like, yes, because she got away with it for five years. Exactly. And it takes three seconds. I know. It takes three seconds to shoot the sodium Mm -hmm. into the feeding tube.
1: Right exactly second she
0: would would absolutely do that with the door open correct because it wouldn't have taken it wouldn't have to take long and it's not Mm going to raise suspicions if you keep the door open Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: she she is maintaining her innocence she's interviewed in the 48 hour special just nope not i i would never hurt my son i love my son there was actually a point um before she was arrested when she was being investigated that she did get back in touch with chris hill Garnet's mm-hmm. birth father, mm-hmm. or biological father, I should say, and she's saying to him like, "I I know they're looking at me. I would never hurt our son. I love our son. All of a sudden, now he's our son."
1: Um, right? if I was him, I'd be like, "Oh, really? Our yeah. son? Uh, okay."
0: So okay. he says to her, "He's like, well, they said something about sodium or salt," and she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> okay. Yes, you do. That's yes, why you
1: does. were so quick to say that. Wow, that
0: poor child. Hmm so yeah and that's the murder of garnet spears by the hands of his mother
1: that is awful mm-hmm. that is awful yeah. how people kind of, could find it in themselves to do shit like this mm-hmm. this to a child
0: from birth from I, birth
1: i where what he would.
0: he had his first surgery by the time he was one month old
1: oh my god I, I I literally don't know what to say. Uh huh.
0: And the reason why they, um the reason why she was indicted on second degree murder mm-hmm. and first degree manslaughter mm-hmm. is because, and I understand what they're saying. If you truly have munchausen by proxy, you don't want to kill your child. You just want to keep them sick. Fair. Oh, okay. So the intent, the intention, was never to kill him. She had no intention of killing him. Right. She just wanted to keep him sick enough hmm To get her sympathy and for her to be just the brave mommy blogger she was. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-huh.
1: <sighs> but like <clears throat> and doing things like that, did she really think he was gonna live forever? You know what I mean? Like the more you do it, you're breaking down the
0: body. Correct. <sighs> Correct that's so sad it's awful so sad it's so fucking sad and the worst like when you see him healthy he's this like big goober smile these like pretty little blonde-headed little goober he's so fucking cute like how in a million years did you look at this little boy and say you know let's keep him sick
1: yeah let's keep giving him salt what the
0: fuck depraved depraved
1: yes he didn't even the poor kid didn't even have a chance
0: no no did
1: not have a chance from the get-go
0: nope oh my. straight up evil like straight up you're fucking evil
1: <sighs> she's gonna mm,
0: i hope she rots in hell my whole thing is is if she if she would admit that she was mentally ill mm-hmm. and that yes this is something i did because i have this i have munchausen by proxy i am ill. I want, I need help, blah, 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 blah. I could see when she's eligible for parole in 2034, them actually releasing her and putting her like in a, in pro, like in, yes. a, in a home.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I could agree to that. So she could get help and like be supervised and things Correct. like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that you won't admit that you did this when there's nothing but piles of forensic and circumstantial evidence against you, you're not showing any remorse for what you did yeah why should they give her parole in 2034 agreed she's not sorry nope and if she had another kid she'd fucking do it again 100
1: percent. i hope when it does come time for parole they laugh at it and throw it away for real and then you know eat some crunchy oats while doing so twigs and berries bitch <laughs> twigs and berries twigs and berries yeah. wow Mm-hmm. that was an insane story mm-hmm. insane and i just feel bad for the biological father me too because he didn't he didn't have a chance to even help spend time with his son yep. or help
0: and you know it's no idea of course and you know what's really sad too like when you look at the gypsy rose blanchard case mm-hmm. she made sure he, that her biological father father faja wasn't involved either i don't know i literally misspoke and said faja um <laughs> that he wasn't involved either and right. then it t- come to find out this poor man was like i desperately wanted to stay in gypsy's life yeah. she wouldn't let me i had no idea what was going on so now with her being in jail actually she's she should be getting out soon or she has no she should be getting out soon
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's very much involved with her life and so is his new wife yeah because he had no idea what was happening with her yeah that's sad (sighs) that's really fucking sad and like if only these men were allowed to stay in these these kids lives they probably would be they would have been all right yeah hopefully at least you hope
1: i i would think so yes wow damn charlie damn that was damn daniel (laughs) that was damn daniel that was uh get it
0: again with the white (laughs) bands that
1: was a crazy story Mm -hmm. just crazy but thank you for sharing it i feel i feel very very sad for garnet i do sad yeah yeah poor thing and i hope she runs in hell but yeah yeah so thank you
0: put her in jail throw away the key let her run home
1: please 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 that that is what i want for christmas this year
0: (laughs) (laughs) um she's serving i'm sorry i was while you were talking gypsies uh pled guilty to second-degree murder serving a 10-year sentence i don't know when she'll be out that was like 2017 i guess though so yeah probably 27 ish -hmm. yeah another few years she actually just recently got married June. Wow. In June, she married Ryan Scott Anderson. Mm. Yeah. Okay.
1: That story is upsetting. It is. It's very upsetting. A lot of these stories are upsetting. Actually, all the stories we do are upsetting.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna 100% agree with you on that.
1: I mean, some more so than others, depending on the circumstance, but they're mm-hmm. all also sad.
0: Yeah. This one. This one really upset me today yeah like doing like my final touches on my notes yeah it's upsetting. I, and like I, w- going through it and seeing her face i'm like rrr, rrr.
1: no no, no <laughs> punch my no. laptop and like i i know i said this i say this every time we do a story that involves young ki- children why 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 uh-huh. why what is what is going on in your in your brain Uh uh-huh how could you do this without feeling like i just i know it it blows my mind and obviously you know the people who do do these kinds of things to children are not mentally they're not they're not mentally well Mm -hmm. and they need help Mm -hmm. but it's just sad that they couldn't get that help before doing what they did to, to children like yeah I, I can't i i just it it's upsetting it's my th- i have
0: i have three that trigger me and get me fucking mad mm-hmm. babies mm-hmm. old people mm-hmm. and animals and animals yep agreed what the fuck agreed. <laughs> like the th- and the whole thing is is i've been working in the banking industry for almost i, I just passed my 19 year anniversary holy in the shit biz, in the biz Wow. The amount of times I've seen like elder abu- uh, uh, monetary elder abuse of like, yeah. oh, f- you know, sign over your house to me, sign over all your money, blah blah. Yeah, it's heart. I don't understand how can you do this. And usually it's like their parent. Yep. What is the fuck? What, what What's wrong with you? And then yep. the worst thing is, is once you realize what's happening, they these people don't want to press charges against their kids or their no. grandkids, and it's like, oh my god, it's it's I know. heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I know
1: it really is and it's it's terrible and the people that take advantage and do this mm-hmm. shit i i just
0: and the wor- like the, and that's just financial elder abuse that's not yeah. even taking into consideration like actual physical abuse and and killing them yep that fuck it there's some kid that was on riverdale i understand but i'm talking about murder and you're just gonna have to wait for your kibble um <laughs> this dude who apparently was like on riverdale or something random just uh-huh. recently murdered his mom
1: stop it
0: yes. seriously yes he just went away for life in canada he, holy she shit. was playing the piano at their house and he went up behind her and shot her in the back of the head wow yeah wow yeah i just read about it yesterday that he finally got sentenced holy shit bro yeah. shot her in the back of the fucking head while she's sitting there playing piano
1: and i mean okay i don't know if it's just because, you know, we're getting older, so we're seeing more and more stories. But I mm-hmm. feel like things are getting worse and worse. Like, I feel like stories like this are popping up more and more. Yeah. And, like, a couple of times on the daily. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why? What is what is wrong with people? Yep.
0: Oh, my God. He, just yesterday, he was sentenced to life in prison because he pled guilty to murdering his mother in 2020. Her name was Barbara Waite. He was only 24 years old, or no, he's 24 now. So he was only like 22 when he did this. Um, he was also in Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I'm trying to find like the, yeah, uh, a young British Columbian actor who fatally shot his mother in their Squamish home has been sentenced to life in prison with no parole, eligibility for 14 years because wow. Canada. Yeah. <clears throat> wow like what the hell this world we live in lately man seriously it's it's Barbara Wait 64 was playing the piano when Grantham fired one shot he then lit candles hung rosaries over the piano and prayed before leaving their home for more bloodshed he had plans of mass murder with thoughts of killing people at SFU and the Lionsgate Bridge one of his targets was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau what Uh uh-huh he was like leaving the house to go and I guess hunt down the prime minister or something like that yeah so like obviously he went cuckoo banana trees but still like homie
1: yeah wow Mm -hmm. wow wow okay before mm-hmm. this episode gets any more <laughs> depressing, before we talk about any
0: more awful shit,
1: uh, uh, I think we've reached our awful max for mm-hmm. the for the episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I'm just mm-hmm. we're gonna cut it out right here.
0: And if you want something fun to watch and that's kind of funny, watch Do Revenge on Netflix. Yes, I, that's on my list too. It's really oh cute. God. It's like a Gen Z <laughs> Cruel Intentions mixed with John Tucker Must Die with a little sprinkle of clueless references in there nice so there's yes. even a building called horowitz hall and i'm like oh share her with <laughs> I, was, I was like i get that i get what that means
1: so yes after listening to this episode immediately watch that it was good yeah I it. Mm-hmm. nice very nice all right so let's keep it up with these listener suggestions guys we're loving it we're loving it every minute of it
0: Bring and we it couldn't on. get
1: to episode 102 without them Because they they make up a good handful. so only be
0: at episode like 90. Yeah. So we need you. We
1: need you in order to thrive. We're We're
0: running out of ideas. We are. We
1: are. So send those ideas. Send them on over to our email at Mm -hmm. bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs on the stagram. Stagram! As Charlie would say Mm -hmm. at Bed Crime Stories. Be sure to... Rate, review, subscribe. Mm -hmm. Tell a friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to tell them about this episode, at least give them a fair warning. (laughs) Give them a warning. yeah. Like, be like, by the way, this episode is sad as fuck.
0: Yes. Though, twigs and berries.
1: Though, it's crunchy. So,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. let's do that. Mm -hmm. Let us, please, please be kind to one another. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just just do it just be nice just smile the world's
0: broken BT dubs
1: very much so
0: so let's 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 not be the contribute. band-aid let's yeah. be the band-aid oh
1: deep I know right <laughs> <laughs> Look at, deep.
0: let's be the band-aid <laughs> I love it
1: you're welcome I love it uh, <laughs> yeah I think that's it right that's everything that's it, guys be yeah. the band-aid
0: be the band-Aid that's be kind that's... to be kind to one another be the band-aid <laughs> exactly
1: exactly <laughs> have a good rest of your day your night your week just have a good everything Mm -hmm. we'll see you all next week Mm -hmm. but until then
0: sweet Sweet dreams dreams. (laughs) our theme song is the song industrial music box by kevin mcleod at incompetech.com licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash buy backslash 3.0.